Welcome to the latest episode of It's Your World. I'm your host, Jordan Brown. And like I started every show off, how are you? You good? I'm good too. First and foremost, Happy New Year. Got a new episode of the podcast. And breaking in 2019, you know, I really want to thank everybody who's checked out the show. Thank everybody who's been on the show. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for reviewing. Thank you for liking tweets. Thank you for liking Facebook posts. Thank you for reposting. Thank you for retweeting and all the support. Uh, I really feel like this past year was pretty great. And I really enjoyed working with um, all the subjects of these episodes. I, I, I learned a lot about people. I learned a lot about you know, what it means to really put your all into some things and looking for the, the, the results. The idea is that you can have a dream, you can have a plan, you can have a business plan, you can have all that good stuff, but you still got to put it all together. You still got to work to get it off the ground. You still got to work to, you know, find a way to support yourself in that too. We've had different guests, you know, from the time they've been on the show, just take off and put together businesses, get brick and mortar locations and things like that. That's a that's great. I mean you you don't really know what things will happen after you interview someone or you have them on your podcast. But you do know that they're gonna be putting in the word to do whatever it is that they want to do. They're they're gonna be chasing a dream. They're gonna be putting all the effort they can into building whatever that dream is, and adding on to that and then sustaining that dream. And that um, is one of the things I learned as far as, even with stand-up, it's one of those situations where you can do all you want. You can you can be putting in the work to you know, hopefully get a special, to hopefully get on different shows and things like that. And the next thing you know, it doesn't happen for you. But you got podcasts and you're doing that stuff. You know, I was doing that and I am doing it. And I really hope that this show is something that helps people to put together their plans. It gives them a little bit of, um, not so much advice, but it lays the foundation for what to expect when it comes to doing these things. And that's why I asked each of the guests, give... The audience, you know, somebody just started something out, you know, three things, three words of advice to building what they want to build. Uh, three words of advice to sticking to, you know, the tough times, to sticking through the hard times it takes to build these things up, you know, stuff like that. I just feel like this past year really taught me a lot about reaching out to people, connecting, and getting them to even want to sit down and talk to you. You know, a lot of times you reach out to people, they may be, you know, trending, you know, they're doing some big things, and they may be too busy. They may say no. You know, you got to find a way to really make the situation seem appealing for them, you know, to sit down and talk to you and then have not only that, but the trust in you to want to share their story. And that's why I want to start the new year off with this episode Mainly because it took a different turn. You know, I always talk about what it took to get to where the individual is right now. What changes did they have to make to, you know, with their everyday life to make things work. But this was, it was kind of a personal conversation. You know, the the guest I have on today 
or this episode. It's Don Ward. She's an event planner and like project management specialist. Like from the conversation she was having with me and you guys will hear it, it's a lot that goes into planning a wedding. We all know that. It's a lot that goes into planning baby showers, banquets, and all types of things. And you can check her out on Instagram at d.nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, underscore events on Instagram. And she's, like she said, she's a, the page says she's a social event designer and manager specializing in weddings. And when you look at her page, you'll see all the different projects she's done and everything she's worked on and different things like that. And when we talked, she was saying how, you know, she did take the traditional route. Went to school, went to college, got the degrees, the, the masters and things like that, and then decided I want to do something different. And always enjoying to do something, you know, I think that's the the main thing that I took from all the episodes last year that I did and the different interviews is that a lot of people enjoy what they do. Now, to take something that you're enjoying doing and then making it become something that can pay your bills, that can support you and your family and whatever it is you have going on, that's dope. You know, and then it, it it doesn't become a job, you know. It's something that's fun for you. It's something that you really think that people appreciate you for doing. Um, yeah, I really just, like, this was, a, like I said, it was just a really impressive interview, man, and I hope you guys enjoy it because I know I enjoyed having the interview. And, again, there was one of those situations where I did reach out and I told her, too, like, hey, man, I mean, I didn't think you was going to have it. I wanted to sit down and talk, you know, I wanted to have an interview. And it's cool when people trust you enough to sit down and talk to you about these things. It's really cool when you're working in this business. And one of the things that Dom talks about is that she has to work with people and, and, and really – figure out what their style is, figure out exactly, you know, what type of what type of event they want to put on. You know, how do they want this to look? How do they not want it to look? That's one of the most important things. And she was very cordial and it was great working with her. I would definitely um mention her to anybody who's looking to throw a put on a wedding, to have a wedding, to have a banquet, to have a baby shower. Uh, to announce engagements and all this good stuff. Like, so many different things that she does. I feel like you got to really appreciate somebody with this type of talent and creativity. And not only that, the patience to do this. It takes a lot of patience to put together an entire project that may take a year to, to plan, may take six months to put on, um, to to six months to get together. Not so much put on, but I guess you are putting it on when you're planning and picking out different things and colors and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, this is a huge business uh, to kind of start in. Uh, this is something that, you know, a lot of people would look for different people to help them with. And I'm just like, man, looking at her page, I'm like, wow, it's a lot of different things that she's done. And to become a part of someone's life and their memories and for them to trust you with that, I think that says a lot about a person to really have that confidence in themselves to think like, hey, I can do this. You should trust me with pictures you're going to show to friends and family for the rest of your entire life. I think that's 
that says a lot about her. And um, I'm pretty sure you guys will like this interview. You'll, you'll like what she has to say. Um, thank you again for the support and just all the love. We've got on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and everything like that. And um, don't forget to subscribe and review to the podcast. You can check us out on, on SoundCloud. We're also on um, Apple iTunes. And we are available on the Lipson page. So if you go to the Instagram page, you can follow that page. And you also see a link to the Apple podcast there. Um, another thing you can do is just go to SoundCloud, type in It's Your World podcast. And it should pop right up. Also, go and um, follow the pages. You know, we got a page on Instagram, and that's at it's your world pod underscore. And it's the same thing on Twitter at it's your world pod underscore. You'll get all the info on the shows, guests, and different things like that. And you'll also be able to just you know follow and check out other guests that we've had on and, and check out their episodes. So uh, appreciate the love. Thank you. Happy New Year again. And I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Because I had no idea you were working on this stuff. And that's one of the things that has been a common thread with everyone I sit down with. It's either you've seen them before or they're like, yeah, nigga, I'm actually doing some dope-ass shit. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sit down and talk to you about it. You know, um, Dean Nicole events. I saw a couple of pictures and stuff there. And where does that come from? Is that... I just want to do some cool shit for my friends, and then it just bloomed into this, or kind of, sort of. Um, okay. I've always kind of liked like crafts and like cute stuff and okay. birthday parties and things like that, and I've always done it for family. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I've always been like the project manager type. Like, I'm the organizer. Like, when we go on a trip for me and the girls, like I went on a college trip for the first time with my homegirls. <clears throat> we went to Vegas, and I hated the accommodation hated them. We stayed at the old Riviera, mm-hmm. like old school. It was, no. And we went for All-Star Weekend. So it was like everybody was stunned on us. We was all the way at the other end of the street. I was like, listen, this is <laughs> not going to work. Right. They, like, they tore the hotel down. That's how old it is. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I was like, after that, I was like, never again. This will never happen to me again. Where there's travel, a party, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So I started planning everything for everybody because I'm a little bougie. I like nice stuff, but okay. I like nice stuff on a budget. So when we went to Miami, I planned that trip. We had a condo on Ocean Drive. I don't play those games. We're not doing this. So that kind of like the project manager, the organizational type skills fell into the love for crafts and mm. beautiful things. So I got tired of doing it for free. So I started the business sure. out of it. <laughs> what was it like taking that leap, though? Because I think when we, we said it earlier, so this is year two for you, doing it full time. When you go from like just putting something together on a whim or just putting something together for your people that know you that ain't gonna be like this shit shitty or like <laughs> right. this shit trash. Like, 
Um, one of the things that I like to ask these guests is just to kind of get a feel of vibe for when everything started for them. And that courage and that, like, you got to be brave to be like, you know what? I'm going to do this shit full time. One, two, two to even start. So, like, you doing weddings. Um, I think I might sound like baby showers. Mm-hmm. I do any parties. type of social event. Okay. Any social event. Um, I did my first wedding last year. Mm. So what really started me into like what gave me that confidence to do it outside of family members because I'm looking at other people doing weddings and things like that. And it's just like a hairstylist. I mm. always say this, like the worst hairstylist has the most clients. If you think about it, okay. If you really look at I'm gonna it, I'm gonna let like, you elaborate. <laughs> some hairstylists, they are not dope, like at all. But they clients be taking pictures, like, oh, she did this. Unless they like super, super whack, like they can be decent, mm-hmm. but maybe not top of the line. And they have all of these clients running around because they have their clients gloating on them, okay, and bringing them the business right. back. You know, and I'm like looking at other event planners <laughs> and other parties that are happening and what people are being charged, and I'm like. I know I can do way better than that, you know, on a different type of budget. So that's what started me to, like, go ahead and push myself out there. And honestly, like, a lot of family and friends told told me, too. They're like, why don't you tell people what you do? You know, my mom is one of those people. She's like, give me some of your cards. I'm going to just start giving them out to people, you know. Like, you got to be more confident. You can't be timid if you're trying to run a business. And I'm like, you're right, but what makes me so different? From the next event planner, because mm-hmm. everybody wants to call themselves an event planner now. But what I have to realize is my creative eye is not totally your creative different eye. It's completely different from everybody else's. A lot of event planners think big and gaudy makes the event. I'm more of a simplistic type person. Okay. I like simple, elegant, clean stuff. You know, I don't need to have these big, stupid centerpieces made out of flowers on mm-hmm. every table. It's nice if the client has the budget for it, but... It's, it just becomes too much, much. sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. I actually was looking at some of the stuff, and I'm like, this shit is dope. You know, <laughs> because, like you said, I like, I think that's what we're moving toward now. And, like, this whole show is based on, like, culture and everything like that. We were in a time where, like, it was cool to, like, stand out with huge this and big colors and everything like that. But now it's like we're reverting back to a lot of old school stuff. Absolutely. Now. We were talking about fashion and style and everything like mm-hmm. that. And like you said, with the gaudy centerpieces and everything with weddings and stuff, now it's becoming a lot of stuff. You see people weddings, you see these pictures, like, more simple stuff. It's clean, like you said. It's not a lot of clutter and mm-hmm. everything like that. The color schemes are all like different, but not too much. Mm-hmm. I was at a wedding a couple of months ago. I'm like, man, for this to be somebody's like life that you like dealing with, the the wedding planner did a great job to make mm-hmm. it simple and quaint for everybody who was there. And if think about it from a client perspective, if you were getting married, you don't want to look back at your wedding and be like, man, that was played out like five years after we got <laughs> it's married. Timeless it's, in a way. it's timeless. You know, the designs that I come up with are pretty much timeless. You'd mm-hmm. be like, man, when was this? How long mm-hmm. ago was this? You can look back on your photos in 10 years and be like, man, this is still applicable. You know, I would still do this same few things, maybe change this or that or whatever. And oh my gosh, I want people to burn those throne chairs. (laughs) Is that like a a fad that came into like wedding? I mean, I get it. I mean, I get it, but it's like the 80s prom chair. Okay. If you... Like, if I had something to compare it to, it's mm-hmm. like the 80s prom chairs. Like, just burn it and throw it away. I'm so sick of looking at them. Because, again, they're gaudy and they're bulky and they're just, ah, look at me. Instead of but looking at other... that's what you're supposed to be for your wedding, though, right? <laughs> no. I mean, yes, in your attire. Like, you're okay. supposed to dress and bring the attention to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not props sitting around your reception. Nobody should walk in like, 
oh my god look at the throne chair people should be like oh my god look, look at, at the, the bride. bride or oh my god look at the groom mm-hmm. suit like he unbuttoned and he got a nice little you know paisley print on the inside people don't think about stuff like mm-hmm. that those are the type of things that I think about mm-hmm. I need your socks to match your hanky you know what I'm saying because a lot of grooms are going for either the no socks and the nice loafers with the tassel True. or the pants that are too short with socks and that's, that's style. just Blood the style, style right <laughs> it's just the style and I, I was, like the style I was ahead of my time in middle school <laughs> <laughs> I think we all were I was a little tall myself <laughs> but you, I mean you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. like it's just all about the small it's in the small details and a lot of people can claim being an event planner but mm-hmm. they don't pay attention to those small details like you know is the silverware straight? Mm-hmm. Are you going to look down the row at a, a line of glasses? Are they all, all in the same row? Or are, is one off? You know, those are things that I pay attention to mm-hmm. as an event designer and planner. Do you enjoy that aspect of it? Because that's I pretty do. tedious, though. I do. <laughs> um, I kind of, I have to admit, I'm a, I have a little bit of OCD. <laughs> I, think, I think anybody that does anything creative is somewhat that way. Because you're always putting, you're pushing stuff out of you and you see it in your head one way, and it's like, for you, I can only imagine, it's like, that was supposed to be like this. It's not. They're walking into the reception. There's nothing I can do about it now. Absolutely. <laughs> They're taking, like, you can't just run out and fix a fort, right? Like, you just right. see it, and you know you're going to see it in people's pictures, and it's just going to drive you nuts. Drive me nuts. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like, we need pictures also for mm-hmm. our portfolio, right. you know, of the event. So we don't want things looking out of place. And when you post pictures, you want people to be like, oh, man, she's on her stuff. Like, you know, she really knows what she's doing. But you got a fork pushed up this way, a knife down this way, <laughs> and twisted. You know, you're like, man, what was she paying attention to? And why would she even put post this picture? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I did my best friend's birthday dinner, and I got so mm-hmm. many compliments on it. But when I went back and looked at the video that I took, somebody had pushed one of the chairs in, like... Because I had them all slanted. So when you walk up to the table, your chair is basically greeting you. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, nobody has to pull it out for you. But somebody had pushed it all the way up. I was like, like I was so upset. But there was nothing I could do at that point because dinner had started. Everybody was moving around. So it was just like, whatever type thing. You know, and you focus on the actual tablescape rather than like the whole scene. But I got so many compliments on that dinner. And it was so simple. It had to be a good feeling, dude. It was a good feeling. Um, I always tell my, she's, my best friend is like my number one supporter. Anytime mm-hmm. she has anything, she calls me. Um, and I was just like, I'm just glad you like it. She's like, I didn't expect anything. Not mm-hmm. I didn't expect anything less from you. You know, and that was heartwarming, you know, because people don't have to like your work. And yeah, that's, that's what I'm noticing too with talking to people is that, like I said, you think you putting something together, it's gonna be oh, it's gonna be dope as hell. Like, and even with being on stage, and I've not had this happen to me yet. Now that I put it out there, it's probably going to. <laughs> but like, say a joke, and then somebody just be like, "Oh, well, I didn't like the way that went. What rubbed me the wrong way?" Mm-hmm. I, I, I get that's granted. You're gonna get that right. in comedy, but I haven't had that happen yet. But you're right. Some people can just be like, "You know what? This is trash," or like stand up and just leave your show. Right? <laughs> like, uh, uh, my mom's calling. <laughs> Yeah, so I have been fortunate enough. And, like, as you go with events, it builds confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that first wedding I did, I like I said, I have OCD. I should have hired a team to help okay. me. So you did all I was a one-woman show. I had Super to meet woman the bride. Over. Right. <laughs> I had to meet the bride at the hotel with the bridesmaids. I had to stop by the reception hall and make sure they were setting up everything. I had to go to the church, get the church decorated. And then after the ceremony, I had to break it down. 
go back to the reception hall and start making sure guests were being greeted and making sure that people that weren't on the RSVP list weren't trying to sit down. Mm -hmm. But of course, I had my dad there at security. Okay, cool. You know. What was that like though? What's that? What was that first time doing? Some, what was that first time impacting someone's life? That's another thing. <laughs> when when everybody else sat down with just talking to them and saying like, "Man, you are doing some life changing things for some people." Mm-hmm. I had a visual artist that was on uh, last week, and what she does is body paint, and mm-hmm. it was just like regular women who were at this event at a spa she was having. And it was something like dressed like they just came from work. They're like, oh, well, I want you to do this. I want you to do this on my arm or my back. Right. Like, some people don't even take their jackets off when they go to places to have their arms up. Some mm-hmm. people don't do that. They don't. Some people feel that self-conscious. But for you to be involved in somebody's life where they kids, kids, kids go see <laughs> these pictures, what yeah. is that? What was that first time like? Uh, you take it very serious. Um, you're really hard on yourself. I didn't sleep the night before, making sure everything was prepped, making sure I had everything packed that I needed because I did the programs. Um, I actually made the seating chart like it was on a, a frame okay. with handwritten by table so number. So everybody could see it. We didn't have place cards. So um, it was stressful, but it was very gratifying at the end because when you have guests coming up to you like, man, I'm enjoying myself. I'm having a great time. Because you just envision yourself as a guest at a wedding. I've been to weddings where the bride and groom got to the reception super late because they were late mm-hmm. getting to the ceremony. The ceremony ran late. You have to consider your guests. Your guests are hungry. If you're not going to have a cocktail hour, then you need to get these pictures out of the way and get your tail to the reception. Right. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, how would I want to be treated if I was a guest at a wedding? Regardless of the bride and groom, she had an anxiety attack on me that morning. And I was just like, listen, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I hope you didn't say it like that. Well, I, I didn't say it like in, that. In some of those situations, you do need to talk to people you like do, that. You do, but I told her, I said, listen, you look beautiful. Everything is going fine. Like, I need you to calm down. Like, I know the flowers are late. Just start taking your pictures. Without the flowers, they're in route. Just calm down. But I need you to get in the car. Now, yeah. so like now, we are late and that's not happening. So I was able to get like wrangle fourteen adults and the bride and groom together and have them listen to me mm-hmm. and get everybody down the aisle and get them taking pictures and get the reception going. And when I got the reception going, it was like introduce the wedding party. We gonna cut the cake. We gonna do the first dance. Boom, 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 boom. Sit down and eat after the salad. Groom, uh, best man, say your speech after the soup. Maid of honor, say your speech. That's it. That's all. When everybody's done eating, we can party, mm-hmm. and that's how it was. And everybody's like, "Oh my god, I'm having such a good time. This was like the best wedding I've been to." And I was like, "Oh, really?" Like I was so proud of myself. But I learned I need a team. Mm-hmm. I need a team of people. So you moved to get everybody else involved with you, or how was that like finding people to want to work with you? family but I do pay them though I pay them Um, I've started to wind that into my contract if I know an event is going to be so large to where I'm only going to have a certain amount of time to set up or get vendors in there I'll definitely recruit some of my family and I'll put their feet in there it's usually like an extra hundred dollars in there because I don't pay them anything less than like twelve dollars an hour so Doing thing. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not coming to work for you for no $8. Like, uh, that was five hours, $40. I could have been doing something else. Right. Like, nah. So I pay people, you know, at least minimum wage, what they're worth, you know. So 
And then my sister has a catering business too. So, so. y'all working hand in hand. Yeah, we kind of work hand in hand. Okay. I got a few things up my sleeve right now, um, trying to get together, like because it's engagement season. Mm-hmm. So I want to do kind of like a, not a bridal show per se, but kind of like a demo almost. Yeah, a demo like a tasting where you have a couple bakers come in. I'm gonna set up a tablescape, a few caterers. You know, maybe get a, a bridal boutique involved, give some tips on you know, like what to pick for your body shape and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of bride, a lot of engaged couples are starting to look into stuff like that now. And this is engagement season all the way up into like Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Got a few things going on. How does one figure out this is what they want to do? <laughs> like, because you get done a whole lot of different <laughs> shit. Like, how does one just be like, I, I am going to drive myself nuts trying to make someone's life. I mean, it, I always come back to it. I always end up coming back to event planning and doing crafty stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this must be my calling. And mm-hmm. then project management, um, found out about the field when I graduated undergrad. Undergraduate degree has nothing to do with project management. That's usually how it is. Yeah. So the government took my, all my has all my money and like has me hostage right now for something I could have not gone to school for, you know. And I tell people now, I tell young kids like, really consider if you want to go to school, mm-hmm. because if you're not going to be a doctor or a lawyer, specialty. a specialty, the only reason you should go is for the experience of growing up. Seriously, um, I mean it's a it's a gimmick. Like I remember sitting down crying. A couple of years ago, because I couldn't get a home loan because of the mm-hmm. rule they loan. put in, like whatever you owe the government and student loans, they automatically put the one percent onto your debt to income ratio. Mm-hmm. So if you owe them ninety thousand dollars, it looks like you're paying them nine thousand dollars a month or nine hundred dollars a month. Who who's doing that? Nobody's doing that. We're not giving the government nine hundred dollars a month, but because it looks like that on paper, it That's looks like I can't that. afford a house. So I'm stuck paying market rent. At a thousand dollars for a one bedroom, when I can be paying seven hundred for a two bedroom condo, so I literally sat down and cried. I was like, "This is a trick." I was like, "They tell you to go to school, get a good job. Where's my good job?" I mean, I think I want to say that problem was already there. It was, but we came up in a generation where that was like that was key. And even talking to my parents now is like one of the conversations I had with like my stepdad. It's like, man, you know. I can't complain because you and your sisters are all more educated than us. I'm like, <laughs> you don't talk like that, but I'm just saying like my right, old black man, right, 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 that's right. what it sounds like. <laughs> no, that was his idea of like success for us. That was his idea for us to be achieving. That was a goal, you know. Because, I mean, back in the day, like my parents are older probably than your parents, mm-hmm. but, you know, like they didn't go to college. True. So that is a big thing for them for, to be like, oh, my kid went to college and like my mom used to gloat on me all the time. I gotta go see you about I'm like, it's just a school. <laughs> <laughs> now that we like hindsight is 2020, right. but at the time that was like a big thing. Yeah. That idea. But I would say now, even discussing things with people or even like shit that I didn't even know I was a part of as a kid. Like, you know your parents can have you in so many different things and I was like taking classes at University of Chicago on mm-hmm. Saturdays. Had no that. idea that that shit was like preparing me for yeah. you know adulthood and, and how to be responsible <laughs> and how to think things through, how to problem solve. Right. Yeah, I was in the high jump program. I was in school all summer, like and going to school on Saturdays too. And that was the funniest thing you talking to my mom. She's like, "Man, you get one credit, so I got a double major." 
So it started because I didn't pass like the one class mm-hmm. I had. I was so burnt out by the time college was going. And don't judge me because I'm you ain't judging. never been in college. You could you be like, man, I, like I said, Saturday school and everything like that. And my mom was like, man, you should just go and just take that class over again. I'm like, nah, you don't dog. get it, mom. <laughs> like you don't get it. Like I promise. Like I got my master's in project management in December 2016. Mm-hmm. So it's almost two years now. And I got to my last semester and I was like. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not registered for any classes. My mama was like, are you fucking stupid? Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you better get on the computer and register for the damn classes. That's like, the you thing. got three months left. Like, once you started, you got to finish it. You got to finish. It's like, why waste all of that money? She's True. like, you going to finish this doggone classes. So I finished. I got my degree. And that was, that I was very proud of myself because I was working full time and got a master's in project management. And I graduated with a 3.7 GPA. <laughs> I was happy. And then they was like, well, we don't really give graduate students the dean list. I was like, oh, I did all this work and you ain't go, you ain't go shout me out. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. you so bad. But I feel so you wrong. on that. I feel you on that. But like going back to school and then working and doing this at the same time, or how, how, how did that go? I was doing all of it. Um, I was doing the project management. I was doing um, school and I was doing this part time. Like I have an Etsy store where I make like, you know, stuff for birthday parties, mm-hmm. chip bags, water bottle labels, stuff like that. I have a few different ventures going on. It's just not event design and planning because everybody doesn't have an event every day. So mm-hmm. you got to put something else in place that's lucrative. Um, so I've also started doing like, you know, how little cute brides propose to their bridesmaids. Like, will you be my bridesmaid? Okay, and I give them a bottle of wine. I put the little gift baskets together. And I'm thinking about branching out to other industries. Like, you know, they give thank you packages or thank you gifts or welcome packages like to realtors and stuff, to their clients. Mm-hmm. They might give them like a thank you gift, like right. a, a nice cutting board or and a glass wel- of wine. A welcome basket, I think. Right, a welcome basket. And I can always customize anything like for your brand. I know how to use Photoshop. I got one of those little uh, paper cutter things at home. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The quick cut? You got one? Yeah. It's the silhouette. Oh, okay. you know. no, we, <laughs> and it was an investment, mm-hmm. you know. So I could make cards. I could make invitations. And I made the programs for my for the wedding mm-hmm. that I did. So, That's dope, man. Yeah. A lot of people don't do don't know I do this type of stuff because I really just started talking about it, like, yeah. this year. I think. And going hard on it. Right. When you, like, working through stuff or, like, even with, like, comedy, like, some people tell me, like, oh, well, you don't want us to come and see you stand up because you think you bad. I was like, no. You know where I be. Like, show up. If you want to come and see me bomb, that's fine with me. <laughs> but if I tell you where it is and you don't show up, like. Then I'm going to be disappointed. Or I just won't give a fuck, and then you're going to get mad because I don't care that you didn't show up. Exactly. You know, and I had to get out of that, too. I mm-hmm. had to get out of um, expecting your family to automatically support, support you. you. Even if you're offering them free stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you pay for the materials, and I'll just come do my thing for down. free. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. And then you see pictures of this event, and you're like, oh, what happened? <laughs> like, you know, who did you call, and who did you pay? You know, and it's it's kind of an insult, but it's like strangers root for you more so than your family does sometimes. Well, I think from my point of view, like when I see that, I say like, you know, family supported me so much coming up. And I be telling my, this is my stepmom, my mom, all them, like, you know, y'all don't have to show up to these shows if you don't want to. Like, y'all showed up to enough football games, pep rallies. I ain't talking about immediate family. Okay. my daddy was... Definitely at every single basketball right. game that I ever had. Like, he never missed one. Mm-hmm. My mom was always at work, so I couldn't fault her for that. But my dad never missed a game. So, 
I've always had that support from my immediate family. Okay. But I'm talking about like Extended. my dad has like twelve brothers and sisters. Imagine how many kids come from them twelve brothers and sisters. Like y'all can't y'all got kids too. You know, like it, Oh, 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 okay. Sometimes right. it just be like that, and then you gotta like get to a certain point where people feel. Then you don't want to be bothered sad. with them no, no more. <laughs> you be like, no, 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 don't, don't come over here now, because when I was building up to this point, you didn't want to have anything to do with me. You didn't want to give me a shot, mm. and I knew what I could do. Now you see me in a magazine or on somebody's radio show or something, and you like, that's my cousin. No, no. See, that's no. why I'm trying to get on the podcast before she has the front <laughs> page of old magazine. It's like, yeah, duh, this is where you heard her first. Remember that. It's your world podcast. You know? <laughs> because I think it's somewhere it's cool to see everybody who did the college thing. And then in life, you know, shit happens. Like, you just had a whole conversation with me about how life happens. Yeah, like, before the show started. I'm still going to do what the fuck I need to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm going through it. But yeah. you, I mean, like, in, like you turned on the mics and you wouldn't even know mm. what was going on. You know, like, my personality lit right back up. I'm talking about something that I love, you know. Mm. But life happens. And especially, like, you get older, you just be like, man, I can't catch a break. Like, what is really But then you, like, get used to it. (laughs) That's the bad thing is, like, it it could be worse. Like (laughs) Another wrench in in the, all right, well, let me figure out how to get around this one. So, I mean, you're right, but I've always been, like, my worst critic. Always. Any any creative, any artist, you are going to be that. And Man, and it's 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 bad sometimes though. Because, how bad though? Because like in recent things that have happened in life, mm-hmm. I've been telling my parents like I feel like I failed myself. Like I'm not doing anything, and this is this is terrible. Like I'm not where I'm supposed to be, and they're like, um, yeah. So you have a master's degree. <laughs> you gotta and, like uh, you're retroactively like look at these things. Years old and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be okay. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna be just fine. Like we we think you're successful, <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's great, but I don't. <laughs> I mean, with, with me, even having those conversations too, it's never it's gotten bad, but I've never been to that point. But I feel you on that because you had to think about it. Like all the shit that I've done, all my accomplishments, and I think we can move through life so quickly and not even like. No, even enjoy them, enjoy them, mm-hmm. appreciate them, mm-hmm. appreciate your accomplishments, people. You right. Somebody out there might need to hear that. I don't know. I I, I need to hear it sometimes. Yes. <laughs> appreciate yourself and your accomplishments. accomplishments. Pat yourself on the back if you are the only one in the room clapping for yourself. Clap for yourself. Mm. Clap for yourself. I had to learn that too. Mm. Yeah. And to to be two years in, how do you feel about that? Um. Just recently, honestly, um, because I had a meltdown over the summer. Like, I give up. I quit. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> because I just felt like it wasn't going fast enough. And it's like success, mm. success is not built overnight. Um, and a lot, I think, our generation gets caught up in what we see on social media. And entrepreneurs fail us by only showing us the success. They don't show us the dirty part. Like the you had to like the, I spent many nights crying because I felt like I was gonna fail or I had so through. many pink slips and disconnection notices in my mailbox. Like they don't tell you that part. Mm-hmm. You know, they just make it seem all glitz and glamour and like they woke up one the next morning and, and everything was like they had a million dollars in their bank account. And it's like it doesn't happen like that. You have to be in business for at least like five years. 
Right. Five and years. That's not the first, at this least is not the first time I've heard that. At least five to seven to start seeing some type of potential mm. growth. And that's potential. That's not like money in your pocket. You might be making a few coins extra, but all of that money Possibly. is still going back into to, your business because you have to invest in yourself if you want to reach the next level. And I'm okay with that at this point. Um, I'm okay with the fact that I can't like get on a plane when I feel like it because I need to plan this out because I got other things that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to live and I'm trying to fuel the business without <laughs> any loans or anything like that. I don't have any loans, you know. I would love That's to That's even have, more impressive. It is. I would love to have an inventory where I could rent out stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like vases and furniture and That's all that. But I don't. But that's why you have friends that, like, okay, so my, my best friend, her and her husband, he used to play in the NFL. <clears throat> He's retired from the NFL, so he can't work. Okay. Um, so she's like, we're looking for something to invest in or whatever. And I'm like, what? Seriously? I was like, because I've been wanting to eat like, an event space. Like, a so venue. store everything. Not or store everything to rent sure. out so okay. people can have events. And I would be the on-site planner, wow. you know? And my sister could be the on-site caterer. She was like, well, you find a space that's, you know, that you would think it would work, put together a plan, mm-hmm. and we'll look it over. So I've been looking for a space that's, like, in a good area that doesn't have all these zoning issues mm-hmm. and don't have to close super early, <clears throat> you know? And I'm going to put together a plan and present it to them. Now, will it go through? I don't know, but why not take the chance? I have somebody in my face telling me they want to invest in something. So like, we not? just got money out here that we trying to invest in so it can keep rolling, you know, because we don't want to run out of money. They have young kids, too. So, I'm like, uh, okay, best friend, no problem. <laughs> you know, we've been friends since sixth grade, and I met her in one of these accelerated programs that we were just talking about, you know. So, she's not a dummy or anything like that. They... I was like, I appreciate you coming to me and with that. And tr- like, trusting you to do it. And that's another thing, too. Like, this, even the idea of just people sitting down with you, you don't know. And, and people talk about image and all this stuff right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, some people just be like, nah, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Or even with you, like I, like I said, thank you for bearing with me because it was a hassle, <laughs> man. Like, I had some shit come up on Monday. I'm like, oh, my God, we can't do it. And we like, both forgot Monday. That but, was... But even then, though, you could have just been like, you know, this nigga is serious. You know, you know how people, like, when you get into that mode and you doing you and you're serious about stuff, you get to that point where it's like, this is not worth my time. But you got to respect that from some people. But you know what? I probably would have done that had I not known you, like, on a personal level mm-hmm. outside of business. I would have been right. like, uh, okay, you get me to run around. Like, catch me when you can. And then I was so late. I was so late. I'm in the parking garage. I'm trying to stop. And this lady was just riding in the back of my car. I'm like, gee, you let me park. Like, what are you doing? And Downtown. But, like, this is the funny shit. Like, I'm just like, oh, the third or fourth floor. I'm like, I want to stop. I can park right there. I see a spot. I'm like, oh, yeah. And she's just like, kept on riding myself there. <laughs> and when I found this final spot, she like dipped off. Didn't even park. I was like, you just did that on purpose? Right. Like, were you trying to irritate me? What is going on? But one thing I usually ask each guest is three things you would tell a young creative, somebody just starting out or somebody doing something, entrepreneurship, whatever. Three words of advice. Be confident. Mm. Um, Definitely be confident. Um, make plans. 
it's it's important to write stuff down. It could be the smallest thing, like write a goal down you want to accomplish by the end of the day. If you see it, you're more likely to get it done. done. You know, write it down. I have a planner um, that I write stuff down in. And like we were saying, pat yourself on the back because it's it's hard being an entrepreneur because you don't always have a cheering section. Mm -hmm. You don't. Sometimes it's just you. And you have to, in order to keep that confidence and to keep yourself going, you have to pat yourself on the back. Like, go get you a motivational um, journal or something. It comes with stickers. Like, right. way to go. <laughs> Good job. Mm-hmm. I use them all the time. Like, when I write down my goals and I actually reach that goal, great job. I'll put a great job sticker. Like, job well done. Because I'm private about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I might not tell you exactly what my plan is or what I'm going through to get to that. So, I have to remind myself, like, you did that. Like, good job. You did that. You know? And confidence is, like, the biggest thing. Number two. So, uh, number two, I would say be organized. Mm -hmm. Um, Be organized because organization is key. If you're all over the place, you won't be able to put plans in place. Um, And you won't know what's going on in your own life. So you definitely have to have a strong organizational set skill set. If you don't, find somebody who can help you do that. Um, and the last thing I would say, finances. Mm-hmm. Finances. Because I feel like our parents didn't teach us about finances. They just told us what not to do. Yeah, like, don't get credit cards. It like, and it's like, well, why not? I don't like for me, I don't <laughs> think it was like not so much teachers. Like, they don't show, they ain't, she ain't talk about the downside. Your shit can be rolling in and then one day, stop. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, um, my mom used to always say, what am I saving money for? You can't take it with you when you die. So mm-hmm. it's like, no, that's mm-hmm. you can't think like mm-hmm. that, you know. And then as far as credit, too, educate yourself about credit because it will stop you from getting a lot of stuff, even business loans. Because when you're first starting out, they're yeah, incorporating yeah. your personal credit yeah. into your business, business credit. Your business credit could have a, a 800 but if they can't trust you... If they can't trust you, then they you, the they're not going to give you the loan. Really? You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of like what I'm struggling with right now. Not really a struggle, but that's why I decided not to go the loan route mm-hmm. because I'm building my credit back up from when I messed it up when I was in undergrad or whatever. And I never really cared to put stuff back on it to build it back up. I just let the bad stuff sit on there. That's bad, too. Mm-hmm. Get the stuff off your credit. Like, don't let it sit there and just fall off. Like, that's bad. Call these creditors. Dispute the stuff. Like, they have 30 days to respond to you. If they don't respond, it falls off your credit. You know, educate yourself. There are people out here, like, I follow this chick on um, Facebook. Her name is Patrice Stewart. Mm-hmm. She has a tax credit academy out south. And she's so real. She's so real. Like, she's so dope. I watch her live videos and everything. She'd be like, let me tell you something. You know, let me tell y'all about y'all selves real quick. Like she said it the other day, stop using Walmart as your bank. Mm-hmm. You know how much money they take from people to cash their checks because these people can't get bank accounts because they done messed up a bank account along the way and just never went back to reconcile any of this stuff. And now you got to go to Walmart to cash your check every other week. And, and they take in like a certain amount out depending on how much it is. And then if it's over a certain amount, you can't cash your check at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to go now? So now you're trying to find somebody that got a bank account. That would trust you to put all of this money in the account via check right. and hope that it doesn't bounce. Like, mm-mm. credit, finances, educate yourself. <laughs> well, 
the last thing I also ask is, <laughs> so I have this thing where it's like, the Kanye West confidence oh, level. Oh, it won't work. If you don't want to do it, you don't have no, to. No, I can't. I can't. It's just going nuts. Right. So it's like, <laughs> from college dropout to now, yeah. Like, where would you rate your confidence on the Kanye discography? Oh, I would definitely take it back to college dropout. <laughs> that was my favorite Kanye. And I think that's going to be number, like, that's going to be the top one now. Because everybody keeps saying it. I feel like that is... That was my favorite Kanye because I feel like he definitely knew who he was mm-hmm. as a rapper. You know what I'm saying? And, like, granted, I can't... I've never lost a parent, so mm-hmm. I can't speak to what that does to your mental. And after... It seems like after Donda died... That's when he started going, you know, like. But what about for you and what you got going on? Well, for me, I think like the Kanye West, the college dropout Kanye West, he was just so real and so dope. And even though I'm business acclimated, I'm going to keep it real with you. Mm-hmm. Like even with my bridal clients, I'd be like, listen, you can have one meltdown on me. That's all that's allotted. I'm not a therapist. I am not a therapist. And I cannot I can't deal with an adult that's gonna constantly have tantrums. You need to get your emotions. And we trying to put stuff together for you. And we trying to put stuff together. Like I get it, this is an exciting time, it's emotional, but we gotta get it together. You know, um and I also have to be okay with people walking away from me when I give them a quote. My time is valuable just like yours. And a lot of people think that they're like, oh, what am I paying you for? Like, just some ideas. Will you go ahead and try and put this together yourself and let me know how it goes, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you just have to be confident and, like, listen. This is what it is. This is how it goes. Here's the contract. If you don't want to sign it, that's mm-hmm. completely fine. And I'll move on to the next client. I had to get over that as well. So, mm-hmm. yes, the college dropout, Kanye... Is where yeah. Is where that's where it's at. <laughs> and the last thing I ask these guests is ask if Mr. Kanye West will come onto It's Your World podcast and sit down with your boy. <laughs> um wait, if Maybe. Kanye West was to come and sit down. So all you have to say is, Yay, please come sit down on It's Your World Podcast. Oh yeah. Come on, sit down with us, Yay. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. I wanna talk to him. <laughs> like, so just tell me, just talk. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Thank you for your time. I Thank appreciate you, it. And you want to put your uh, Instagram, social media? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you guys can follow me. Um, my business Instagram is D underscore Nicole. Well, I'm sorry, D period Nicole underscore events. Um, you can find me on Facebook at D Nicole events and design and consulting. And you can hit my website up at That was this week's episode, guys. Make sure you go and follow Dom Ward on Instagram at d.nicole underscore events on Instagram. Make sure you follow the podcast page at it's the world pod underscore on both Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe and review to the show if you're listening on uh, the Lipson page. If you're listening on Apple iTunes, make sure you check us out on SoundCloud. You know, and um, again, thank you for the support. Really appreciate it. If you want to hit me up about different shows, you can hit me up on Twitter at it's Jordan Brett underscore, and also on Instagram at the same name at it's Jordan Brett underscore, and we can go from there, man. Um, yeah, just uh, 
let me know how you feel about the show. Uh, it's only the first show of the new year, so hopefully it does well. And tell somebody about the show. We can use some more um, listens. We can use some more support. And if you know anybody that might be interested in being on the show, reach out to me and let me know. From that point on, uh, I guess I'll say Happy New Year and hope to talk to you guys next week.